Thanks for listening to the NVTV podcast, produced by Nikwa Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the MVTV Podcast. I'm Connor Burns, and on today's show, we will be talking about our predictions for Week 13 of the NFL season. And as I said, our joining me today is Ryan Swantowski, huge Texans fan, big NFL analyst. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Connor. I'd like to shout out Nequa Valley. What's going on, Nequa students? Hope you guys are having a great week. Um, thank you, Connor, for having me. Nice to hear from you again. Nice to hear from you as well. And you know what? Speaking of me, speaking of around here, Chicago, let's start off in Chicago this week. We have the Lions coming to Chicago to play the Bears. What's your winner in this game? I'd say my winner, the Bears are on a five-game losing streak, Connor, and I know that you don't like to hear that. The Lions also just fired their head coach and their GM. And got killed by my Texans, which I obviously love to see. But all that being said, I'm going to give the Bears their first win in a long, long time to move them to, I believe, six and six. Six and six is correct. And in my opinion, I believe that my Chicago Bears will pull it out this week. I really think Mitchell Trubisky has been confirmed starter. Akeem Hicks in limited practice this week. He, I believe he might be practicing in full today. I'd have to check in the injury report later today. But if we have Akeem Hicks back, the pass rush will be back after having almost zero pressures last week. I know for sure Khalil Mack had no pressures. I I just feel like Chicago's going to win it this week. They're either going to win it big or it's going to be a nail-biter. One of the two. And next up, scrolling down our list, staying in an NFC matchup, we have the New Orleans Saints, who are currently first place in the NFC at 9-2. And the Atlanta Falcons at four and seven, but they are coming off of a huge win over the Raiders. What's your pick? I'm going to go with the Saints here, and I'll tell you why. The Falcons just beat a very good Raiders team by 37 points. Now, if I'm the Falcons, I'm obviously super happy with that win. But then again, your players are probably like, oh, man, like we're actually kind of good. Like we got a shot against the Saints. No, you don't. Because the Saints are a lot better team than you, have a top five defense, and one of the best running backs in the NFL. Easy. Falcons always choke anyways. Saints by 10 plus. Saints by 10 plus. But Drew Brees is not starting. Taysom Hill is still starting. Drew Brees is still out. Not sure when he's going to be back, but I still feel like the Saints might pull it out in this one. I know that you're saying Saints by 10 plus, but God, man. Atlanta's just going to be hot walking in there. They literally destroyed the Raiders. Who I say, honestly, in New Orleans, they like to keep games close. Earlier in the year, earlier in the year, the Chargers took them to overtime. I feel like it's going to be a repeat, but I feel like New Orleans is going to keep it really close. Maybe it's going to be a three-point win. Now we're going to fly over to the West Coast. where We have L.A. and Arizona playing. In Arizona, what's your pick? This is my game of the week here, Connor, and I'll tell you why. The Cardinals and the Rams both lost last week on on last-second field goals. The Cardinals to the Patriots and the Rams to the 49ers. 
And both those both those games should not have been – those results should not have happened. The Cardinals should have won and the Rams should have won. They both should have won. Now, this is a big in-division game. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the game, has been shut down the past few weeks. The Rams have been pretty hit or miss basically all season long. I expect the Cardinals to win a nail-biter here and Hopkins to finally get back on the board. I, I would love to see it. I love watching the Cardinals, except last week these Kyler Murray had an awful game. But just watching their offense, besides that, watching their offense explode, it's just fun to watch. Same with the Rams. Their defense is very impressive. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I'd say maybe final score, Arizona wins 17-14 to 14 by a field goal. It's going, to, it's going to go down to the last second. And now we're going back over. Actually, never mind. We're staying on the West Coast because it's in Seattle. The New York Giants, the Giant men playing the Seahawks in Seattle. What's your pick? The obvious pick here is Seattle, and that's because they've not been playing their best football recently, and the Giants have been playing their best football recently, though. So that sort of changes my prediction here just a bit. The Seahawks coming off a six-point win against the very distraught and injured Eagles team. They've had a solid win against the Cardinals, though, the week before that. Russell Wilson has lost his MVP candidate race, and I expect him to pick it back up this week against an actually strong Giants team. So I'm going to say Seahawks get the win here, but Giants keep it somewhat close. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I I just looked it up. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones at quarterback for the New York Giants is doubtful this week after having limited practice today. I was going to say, if Danny Dimes is playing, this would have been my upset pick. I would have took the Giants. Just because Seattle's been a bit rusty lately. I think that Russell Wilson's out of the MVP conversation. But I'll take Seattle here, but not by much, because that Giants defense has improved a lot. They I, 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 I agree. I agree that they've improved a lot. But th- I feel like this could be one of those games where everybody buys in on, oh, the Seahawks are struggling. Oh, the Giants are playing well. They're leading the division. Oh, it's going to be close. But the Giants are just not even on the same level as the Seahawks offensively. So I, I say Seahawks here. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be basically – I mean, I agree with you that Seattle's going to win. If Danny Dimes was playing, Giants would win by maybe two points – somehow in a nail-biter, but I think that this is going to be a repeat of what happened in Philly on Monday night. And speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles, we're going to Green Bay, where the Philadelphia Eagles play the disgusting Green Bay Packers. Can't stand them. Can't stand Aaron Rodgers. What's your pick? You know, I'm going hunting this weekend, Connor, and I'm actually hunting Eagles. Not bald Eagles. That'd be, that'd be bad. I'm hunting Eagles. That is because that's what's going to happen. The Eagles are going to get blown out of the air by this Green Bay Packer offense. In Green Bay, Eagles are struggling defensively, offensively, even on special teams. They're doing nothing special. Green Bay continues that insane air raid, right? And the Eagles secondary is like bottom five. This this should be a no-brainer. Green Bay destroys the Eagles. I, I, I just want to look at some things real quick. The, the one game that I like to look at. Look, I agree with you 100% that Green Bay is going to win. 100%. There's, there's no more obvious pick than taking the Packers here. But the one game that I want to point out, look at that Jaguars-Packers game. How, how, did the, how did the Jags keep it so close? How did they only lose by four? I, I understand. I, I, mean, I just feel like Green Bay is going to go walking in there, coming off of a huge win over my Bears. 
Huge win. They're going to walk in there with hot heads, and I feel like it's going to be close, but they're still going to win. You're calling a lot of these games to be close, and I am not feeling it as much. Close in a sense, but not as, as much as you think yeah, they're going to be. It's going to be within 10. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, okay. That's like, I could, say, I could see them losing by 10, 100%. Okay. That's Within course. But now, those are all of our in-NFC matchups for the week. Now I want to take it over to AFC versus NFC matchups. We start off with the NFC's Dallas Cowboys versus the AFC's Baltimore Ravens. Supposed to be on Thursday night football, but now it is on Tuesday night. Tuesday night football, Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. What's your pick? If the Ravens are full strength, which I believe they should be by Tuesday, having Lamar Jackson back, Mark Andrews back, and a majority of their other very talented players, this, again, should be an absolute blowout. The Ravens are coming off a a hard loss with a bunch of their backups in Pittsburgh. The undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers just losing by less than than six, whatever it was. It was was actually a pretty close game. It was very yeah, yeah, it was close. And this this Cowboys defense is atrocious. Their secondary might be the worst in the NFL. They give up a ton of points, especially to versatile quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is obviously that. I expect Ravens to win big at home and try to reclaim a, a position in the playoffs moving forward. You see, I, I'm taking the Ravens, and I usually say it's going to be close. I think that they're going to win by somewhere around 10 to 14 points just because of everybody coming off the COVID list. They're all going to be – they're all not going to play at their best level. Like, they're still going to win big. It's going to be like when Cam Newton came back. He started off really slow. I think it's going to be the same way for Lamar. And also, speaking of that Baltimore Ravens team, you know when our boy Trace McSorley went in. <laughs> I have a feeling, man, that if Trace played that whole game, the Ravens would have won. What do you think? I mean, maybe. I mean, it was a, it was like a fifteen yard comeback route, right? Like a little curl route, but and the 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 CB just missed the tackle. I mean, credit to Trace, good throw, but it was really a missed tackle, right? But I mean, I guess Trace gives him an air game, right? Because RG three can is not a good thrower; he's more yeah. of a runner. So I mean, Trace gives him the chance to win through the air, right? I, I don't know. I think these look at this. 77 yards, one touchdown from that play, but he also had a few other pro throws that look great. QB rating, QBR of 121 and a half. <laughs> 121 and a half. He threw like six passes, bro. Still, I honestly, <laughs> no, just in those plays, just watching it, I just really want to see him start. I really want to see a full game of Trace McSorley. We'll see. We'll see what they do here. Uh, if Lamar Jackson's back, obviously he won't start. But if he's not, then he might. And those Pittsburgh Steelers, man, 11-0. and 0, Very impressive. And speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, next up, we have the Washington football team in Pittsburgh versus the Steelers. What's your pick, buddy? Man, this is a tough one for me because it, it's, in a sense, it's, it's, it's similar to that giant Seahawks game in a way because um, Washington's been playing really good football. And obviously the Steelers are 11-0, a really good team. So, I love Washington's defense. They've improved dramatically. It's been fantastic. And the Steelers keep winning close games, and great teams win close games, right? But I am going to bash on them a little bit because the schedule has been relatively easy, facing teams that have a ton of guys out on COVID, or they're just facing really bad teams. 
So I think this game is actually going to be a very close game between the four and seven football team and the undefeated Steelers. I don't think other people might might feel the same way, but I say Steelers win by no more than three points. No more than three points. Right now I'm looking over. I'm looking at Washington's wins. The only teams that they have beaten so far, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bengals, without Joe Burrow, and the Cowboys again. They have not beaten a good team. And they're going up against the 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. I love their defense too. I get what you're saying. But I, I just feel like they're going to lose by 10-plus. I, I don't think that they'll be able to hold them back. Big Ben is going to go out there and throw a few dimes on them. I, I feel like the Steelers will win this one. Still low scoring because also the Steelers' defense is incredible. But I could see this being maybe a 21-10 to 10 game. Yeah, low scoring. I agree. Very, very low scoring. Next up. In Minnesota, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars playing against the Minnesota Vikings, currently at second place in the NFC North. What is your pick? Man, uh, this one this is going to be a sloppy game. I can already just sort of tell, right? Because the Jaguars are going to yeah. be without Gardner Minshew again. The Vikings yeah. are the Vikings, right? It's classic. They either drop like 40 or they drop like five. There's like no in between. They never – God, it's it's atrocious. Vikings are still looking possibly to sneak into the playoffs, though. So, I imagine they'll be somewhat motivated. But the Jaguars are already eliminated, I believe. Maybe not. Maybe they're, like, one week away from being eliminated they're, from contention, right? Yeah, they're 1-10. in 10. Yeah, so their season's over. They have a really good rookie in James Robinson back there leading the pack in the backfield. But I say Minnesota wins this game by mm, between four and seven points at their home. Four and seven points. You see, here's the thing about Minnesota is I, I love Kirk Cousins. I feel like he needs to get it figured out. I've always liked Kirk Cousins ever since watching him at Michigan State. And Gardner Minshew, I feel like he's overrated even though he's not playing. They're playing against Mike Glennon. <laughs> Old Chicago Bear, awful Chicago Bear. I'll take the Vikings by seven. Vikings by seven, it's either going to be super high scoring or super low scoring. One of the two. Just like you said, there's no in-between. And next up on our list, we have Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills versus the San Francisco 49ers playing in Arizona. Is it this week or next week they start playing in Arizona? I believe it's this week. This week. So they're playing at the Cardinals Stadium, but it's the 49ers' home field advantage. What's your pick? Man, this is also a really good game. I'm really excited for this. 49ers coming off that big win against the Rams that we talked about earlier. On that last second field goal, the Bills at eight and three are sitting at the top of the division. But I'm telling you what, the Dolphins are right behind them, right? So these Bills need to catch that lead or maintain that lead, excuse me. And this is a very big game for them traveling to, if you know, wanted to say a 49ers home game. But Josh Allen really needs to put his foot on the pedal here and lead that Buffalo Bills to a win. And I think he's going to get it done barely because that 49ers team is starting to get healthy again, Connor. So I'm going to say Bills by mm, – I'm going to say mm, Bills by three. Yeah, I'm looking over uh, Josh Allen's stats over the past few weeks right now. And just looking at uh, his game on last Sunday versus the Chargers, only 157 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Week before that, a completion rating of 65, 
284 yards, which is good, but then two touchdowns, and they threw two picks against the Cardinals in their loss on that last second Hail Mary. His only really good standout week right now is again is when he played the Seahawks. 415 yards, three touchdowns. Besides that, it's been pretty minor with QB ratings ranging from 73.4 to usually around like 88.4. Here's another game, 88.4. Um, he's had a few in the hundreds, but I, I just feel like Josh Allen needs to get it together and play at the level that he should be at. I like Buffalo a lot. I feel like they have a lot to offer on that team, especially offensive-wise with uh, Diggs. Diggs is an incredible wide receiver. Him and the Josh Allen combo works pretty well, even with Josh Allen not playing the best. Um, and San Francisco, they are start as you said, they are starting to get healthy. They are getting their players back. I think that it should be an indefinite decision to start Nick Mullins over Jimmy G. I, I just don't think Jimmy G has played good recently. They he took him to the Super Bowl last year, but but this year he has just not played good. Keeping Nick Mullins. But either way, I think that Buffalo is just going to pull this one out. Buffalo is 100% going to win this game. I'd say by three or four. Keep it close. High-scoring game. High-scoring game. And next up, we are moving on to our all-AFC matchups here. And we're starting off with the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow lists without Joe Burrow versus the Miami Dolphins without Tua with uh, Fitzmagic starting at quarterback. what What's your take? Man, I want – my mind tells me to say Dolphins by a billion, right, because their defense has been insane. Their yep. offense has been struggling a bit, but the Bengals' defense has nothing to worry about. They're without Joe Burrow, their best player, the rookie QB from LSU, who everybody knows. But my heart is telling me that this game is going to be close for no reason. I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't. The Bengals are obviously not good, and the Dolphins are in the playoffs right now, trying to win the division. You know, you know, battling out with the Bills. But for some reason, this game is going to be close. I can't tell you why. I'm not sure, but uh, Dolphins get it done, but very close. I can tell you what the Bengals. I don't think that they're going to win. The Dolphins are going to get it done. But I mean, look at last week. We've been talking about the New York Giants a lot, saying how good they are. Look at what happened last week. Giants were seven-point favorites going into that game. Only won 19-17. That's it. That's all they got off of them, the Bengals. They have Brandon Allen starting at quarterback. For a backup, didn't play too bad. 136 yards, but he did have a touchdown and an interception. He did throw an interception. But I, I feel like the Bengals' defense has got to carry them over these next few games. And I think that this is one where they will carry him a little bit, kind of shut down Fitzmagic. But then Fitzpatrick is just going to win the game for him. I'll take Miami and a nail-biter, just like you said. And then next up, we honestly don't even have to talk about this game, but we got the Raiders versus the 0-11 New York Jets in New York. Go ahead. One word. No, two words. Raider Nation. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. After a bad week, they are going to go in and blow out this Jets team. That's my prediction. I think it's going to look like what the Atlanta game did to them. Exact same reality to the New York Jets. They're going to slaughter the Jets. I'd say, you know what? Hang on. Let's see this. I believe I believe the Raiders will be without Josh Jacobs, though. Just keep that in mind. It doesn't matter when you have Derek Carr quarterback. You know what? I'm going to predict the final score to be the exact same as last week, just the other way around. 43-6, to six, the Raiders win. 
I'm going to call, yeah, Raiders win by 21 plus. All right. You're going to either really like this next game or you're going to absolutely hate me for it. The Indianapolis Colts playing your Houston Texans. Just take it away. Go ahead. Well, to all the listeners out there who are obviously listening to this, I am a big Texans fan. I've been going ever since I was born. We've had season tickets since I was born. And I'm actually, I'll be actually attending this game come Sunday. We are not good, though. We lost our best wide receiver to illegal steroids. We lost our best cornerback to illegal steroids. They were both suspended for six games. We are not a very good team sitting at four and seven. Not fighting for too much. Need a miracle to make the playoffs. And this Colts defense just got absolutely destroyed last week against the Colts. So, all that being said, we are going to get blown out of the water, and I expect the Colts to beat us by 14-plus. 14-plus, that is a reasonable number after they got blown out by Tennessee in the first half last game. Tennessee was able to just give up, give up after the first half. I think the Colts are going to come back and win big in this one. I'd say you guys put up a few points on the board. Deshaun Watson, even without Will Fuller, he can still get that offense moving a little bit. I'd say a good final score. I'd say, honestly, 35-14. to 14. I'm going to call 31-17 on the dot. Okay, 31-17. And you know what? I spoke of Tennessee a little bit earlier. Next up is my game of the week. The Cleveland Browns playing the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. This is 100% the game of the week. Two, eight, and three teams going at it. But I think one of them's a fraud. Which one? It's obviously, it's obviously Cleveland. Cleveland's the big fraud here. All their games are close. Whether, whether there's weather uh, implications or not, they're all close. Beat the Eagles by five. Beat the Jaguars by two. Beat the Texans by three. Lost to the Raiders. Beat the Bengals by three. Got blown up by the Steelers. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's week in, week out. It's the same story. And they're not even playing that good of teams. Here comes a very hot and very good Tennessee offense and defense. Eh, defense is eh. Very good offense. Derrick Henry. I expect a big win for the Titans here, and I expect the Browns to finally show their true colors and get destroyed. I especially like the Titans as well. I feel like the Titans are going to go in there and blow them out. I love Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is one of the best, if not the best, running back in the league, which I think at this moment with Christian McCaffrey out, he is the best running back in the league. And just looking at the Browns' past games, they have just been awful. They only won by two points against the Jaguars. Kind of sounds like Green Bay, but they only beat the Eagles by five. They only beat your Texans by three. But that day, there was awful weather. You could barely even see the football. Weather's weather. Come on. We'll give them a pass there. They lost to the Raiders by 10. They have a few other decent games. And, I mean, look at week one. They played the Ravens, who are just a decent team, lost 38-6. to they played the Steelers, lost 38-7. to This team is a fraud team, and they are not. And if they make the playoffs, they are not going to make it far. I'll take Tennessee by 14. Big game. And next up, we're going we're gonna to fly back over to L.A., where we have the New England Patriots going in and playing the Chargers. Chargers at home in this one. What's your take? Man, this is actually going to be a good game. The Patriots are – offensively struggle week in and week out. Their defense carries them tremendously. Justin Herbert is already a top seven quarterback in this league as a rookie. He's fantastic. But they always lose the close games. I don't know if that's coaching. I believe it's coaching because it's happened year in and year out. But this game is going to be close. And I can tell you for one one main reason, okay? 
You're going to think it's Herbert, but it's not. It's actually Austin Eckler back for the Chargers. The big running and catching back for them is very elusive and he's a total game changer, right? So I'm going to call this to be a very close game. I think New England might squeak it out barely, barely, right? The Chargers are going to give them a run for their money. I'll take New England by one or two, one to three points. I, I don't believe in the Patriots at all. I feel like Cam Newton is washed. I don't I don't feel like he's fit in New England. The um, Bill Belichick was only good when Tom Brady was there. Bill Belichick is one of the best coaches in football history. Don't get me wrong, but Tom Brady is just a was just a stud for him. He did everything he said. Cam Newton. It's a completely different style of quarterback. Brand new. I I I just don't like the Patriots at all. They got a lucky win last week versus the Cardinals. And speaking of Austin Eckler on the L.A. Chargers, which you were talking about, his return game was last week. He, he kind of had a mediocre week. 14 attempts, 44 yards, averaged three yards a carry. That's it. No touchdowns. What about through the nope. air? What about through the air, though? Come on. 11 receptions. 11. Hang on. That's crazy. 11 receptions. True. True. But on the ground, he had nothing. And this Steelers defense, I mean, uh, this – this Patriots defense is – they're just okay. They're kind of decent. They're right in the middle. I feel like I, f- I feel like Herbert and Eckler are going to eat this defense alive. I know I just talked all that smack about him. I know I did. But I love Justin Herbert and just adding another weapon to his offense. I think that L.A. is going to eat alive New England. I think it could be a high-scoring game too. Cam Newton, he'll find a way to put points on the board. They always do. Maybe a pick six. Maybe an interception to give him good field range. Maybe a fumble after all the turnovers from L.A. last week against the Bills. I'll take L.A. very close. I'd say final score, honestly, like 28 to 25. What do you think? That's fair. Maybe a little lower scoring, eh, like 23-20 or something, but not much. Yeah, that's fair. Really? I, I think it's going to be up there. Love that Chargers offense. And speaking of the Chargers, speaking of their division, we have on Sunday Night Football the Denver Broncos in Kansas City playing the Chiefs for our last game on the podcast. Chiefs at home, Patrick Mahomes versus Drew Locke. What's your pick? Man, dude, it's it's almost going to be unfair for children to watch this because it's just so there's going to be so much violence on the screen. The Chiefs are just going to absolutely murder the Broncos. It won't be close. Don't tell me it's going to be close because I'll get mad at you. Chiefs are the best team in the league, hands down. No doubt about it. The Steelers are not better than them. The Broncos are very bad. They've suffered really bad really bad injuries all season, right? Losing Cortland Sutton, their best wide receiver. Losing Von Miller, obviously one of the best defensive players in the NFL. They're injured. They're not going anywhere. They're 4-7 and seven in a really good division. Chiefs are playing for everything as they always do. 10-1. Sitting at the top of the division, only in the second seed, though, in the AFC. So they're st- still fighting for that bye. Chiefs blow them out, 20-plus win. You see, last time the Chiefs played the Broncos back in week six, week six or five, I thought that the Broncos would keep it close. I, I really heard the hype about Drew Locke. I got on board. They were on a two-game win streak after beating the Patriots. After beating the Jets by 10, and then I just saw Patrick Mahomes. They beat him 43-16 to 16 the first time. 
I think it's just going to be a repeat the second time. If anything, over these past few weeks, the Broncos haven't improved. They they've taken another step down. They have a good they have good wins against the Chargers by one, and the Bron and the Dolphins by seven, off a pick six on uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But besides that, like look at this Raiders Raiders Broncos. They beat up thirty seven to twelve. I I just really think that they're going to get blown out again this game. It's not going to be close. It's not going to be pretty. We could turn it off at halftime and go to bed. Ryan, I just want to say thank you one more time. Thank you for joining us on the MVTV podcast today. I love talking football with you, like always. We had a great time. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Um, great hearing from you, and I'm sure we will talk again soon. Yes, and I just want to remind you that the MVTV podcast is produced by media students at Nico Valley High School. And everybody listening, enjoy the rest of your day.